Welcome to a special edition, and we're very excited that it's a second special edition of the Reaching the Summit podcast. My name is Todd Buckingham. You can find me on Twitter at Reach Summit Pod. And this is Tim Hill. I cover the Oral Roberts men's team for Reaching the Summit Pod, and you can find me at Tim underscore Hill 3 on Twitter. So we are fully aware that many of you that will be listening to this will have noticed that we interviewed coach Sam Patterson and forward Kevin O'Banner from the Earl Roberts team. So you're probably not wanting to listen to half hour of us going on and on before we get to that. But we did want to talk a little bit about, especially the floor, the Florida game, because we have not had a chance to talk about that yet. Uh, Tim, what were some of your big takeaways from the Florida game? You know, I think when you watch this team, if if you're really into watching Oral Roberts and know how to play and how they win, um, I just I just found it really impressive that they did it in an unusual manner. You know, they only shot 33% from three. It wasn't their usual, you know, yeah, they scored 81 points, but it wasn't, it didn't seem like their usual high octane offensive game. And they just seemed to find this resiliency and tenacity to, fight back when you know at times I think there's 11 point lead by Florida and it seemed like man Florida's dominating all aspects of this game but well Roberts won't go away and you know getting out and you'll hear later about this how they defend but they started getting some key turnovers and using their threat from three to score inside and chip back away and then got some big threes from uh, Carlos and Shang and it, it just really showed their mental toughness in this game on how they were able to come back. Well, and, and that's, as you were talking there, that's the biggest takeaway for me. Neither game has been Oral Roberts just unable to miss from the outside. It, it's been, and this started in the Summit League tournament, but they've just decided they're going to defend and defend like it's nobody's business. And so especially the first game, it it was not an elite offensive performance and yet they still won. And then even against Florida, same thing, you know, 10 for 30 from behind the arc. Uh, it, it was not, but they caused 20 turnovers. And yes, some of that was Florida throwing the ball around a little bit, but for the most part, it was them taking the ball away. Carlos Jurgens could not, score a point and still be the uh um the the player of of especially game one i think he had five steals it, it just and then you've got people like sheldon stevens players like sheldon stevens coming up with a giant four-point play at, yeah. as the lead is starting to get away from them it's been a complete team effort yeah it, it's really it's really been a blast to watch these guys evolve you know, when, when RJ Glasper went down with an injury, I thought, oh man, who's, who's going to be that intangible guy for the, for this team? You know, they, he always seems to come up with right. a big stop or a big score to, you know, end a drought or end a run. And really it's been Carlos that has just really elevated his game. He can come up with a big shot, but it's really his defense that has just set him apart and, you know, creating turnovers, using his size to his advantage of not letting his defender get around. And and then Sheldon Stevens has gotten additional minutes and had 
some big moments throughout the last half of the season here and into the tournament. And it just, it, it's really fun to watch these guys be able to, you know, next man up when someone goes down and you'll hear later on the podcast, how, you know, their love for each other and the team chemistry is really what allows for that and what creates that next man up mentality. It's not a bunch of separate dudes that happen to be really good at basketball and can occasionally put it together. This is, you know, this is a team, this is a family that really fights together. And, you know, if the shots aren't falling, you know, maybe in past times that that might've had a big impact, but you know, they're finding other ways to win and it's just incredible to watch. Well, and you mentioned RJ Glasper. Did you see the video of him cheering after game one? Um, Or not video. It was a picture. Uh, Just crutches to the side, arms in the air, like it was something to behold. So, I mean, you hate that he doesn't get to, to be on the court with his brothers there, but I, you know, everybody's living this, you know, he's living, living it through the team, just like the many of the rest of us are. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't, maybe he was in the stands, but I don't think I saw him at the summit league tournament. Um, so I was, I was really happy for the kid to be able to, you know, be there during this magical run. I yeah. even shot a tweet at him saying, you know, really cool to see how you're supporting these guys, you know, you're, you know, you should be there on the court with these, with uh, your teammates, but injuries happen and, you know, it's, it's really cool to see how it hasn't gotten him down and that he's there supporting these guys and really, uh, you know, showing them love and while he's going through some tough times. Right. Yeah. It, and uh, it, it just some of the other names that, that I think about Deshane Weaver, 0 for 5 from the field, two minutes left, Barry's a three to put them back on top it um max and kevin you know you can't say enough about the two of them uh kareem thompson with that seven point stretch when things were getting away you know if you just focus on the numbers and and they're impressive kevin kevin o'banner has been incredible in this tournament but they don't win these games without kareem thompson going on that seven point run without sheldon stevens hitting that big 4.3 four point play. Cause it's, it's a game of runs and a game of, of influence. And, and it's just fun to watch everybody contributing. Yeah. And we talked about it, you know, when we were, when we had Adam Hildebrandt on, you know, everybody, everybody knows what they're good at on this team right. and they just execute it, you know, amazingly in terms of, you know, obviously Kevin and Max are going to get the scoring numbers, but uh, Max is, you know, his distribution of the ball. He can be a pesky defender. Kevin's going to, you know, grabbing rebounds, hitting, you know, knocking down free throws and big stretches. And then you have Francis defending in the post and Carlos with his defense. It's, it's just really cool to see a team that everybody knows what they're good at. And, you know, hey, if I'm not going to get the star credit for this performance, I don't care. I just want to win. I'm going to do my job the best of my abilities. And that's really what makes a great team. Yeah, it really does. Um, I, I just want to read off the steal numbers from Florida because they're just so impressive. Actually, oddly enough, Carlos did not have a steal, um, which I, I didn't think about it, but it was Max that tipped that ball that led to the Carlos breakaway. But t- Carlos had five in the first game. But here's the steal numbers f- from that game. Francis Latsis. 
three steals. O'Banner, four. Kareem Thompson, three. Max Asmus, two. Like it just 12 steals total as a team. They just were always getting hands on the ball. They knew they didn't have the size that Florida did, but that meant the second man was always going after that ball. Right. Yeah. And, you know, creating 20 turnovers when, you know, you're probably going to get out rebounded by a much bigger team that, you know, they were creating their own chances in a different way. And, you know, really, you know, like we talked about that Florida game for the most part, it's like, this feels like a 20 point deficit, but they're still right. in this game. Right. Like, you know, they could still somehow pull this off and, and uh, they go on a, you know, a run at the end of the game there. And it just, I, I had some high pitched screams cheering for them. I don't care about, you know, at that point, I didn't even care about trying to be, you know, unbiased in my tweeting and coverage of them. I was cheering like a, you know, hadn't hit puberty yet. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I think that's a, a summit league fan. I mean, we, we really do. I, I think what helps us be quote unquote unbiased is um, myself. I, I was not a fan of a particular team necessarily. So it, it, and then many of us are able to just separate out. But when you get to this time of year, like the conference just doesn't get to do this. Right. In fact, they've never, it was, it, they never have as the summit league gotten to yeah. do this. And, and so we it, don't know when it's going to happen again. And you see it on Twitter, the support from other coaches, other fan bases, like, Hey, let's, let's recognize our league where we, we shouldn't be a 15 seed in the tournament. Right. And I mean, even, even uh Billy Donlin at Kansas city who never Popped up out of nowhere. I forgot he had Twitter. Uh, I know. Yeah. All the, all the sudden. Dro- yeah. Drops a tweet, you know, Hey, Oral Roberts finished fourth in our conference. And now they're right. in sweet 16, maybe figure out how to change your algorithm. Uh, right. <laughs> and you know, it's just, it's really cool to see the support and, from the other teams and coaches. And in, in some ways it's not an accident. So I went back and looked at the So in the last 10 years, five times, so there's the win in 2014 with North Dakota State, but five of the other losses, five of nine were sink, ten, 10 or less was yep. the deficit. So we're not, the teams are not getting blown out as 14, 13, 15, 16 seeds, whatever it might be. No, there were a couple in there, but I Oakland lost by a couple points. You know, it, it uh, South Dakota State lost by five. It was constantly competing. So, yes, it's the first time it happened, but this league, especially with the resources of some of the schools that are in this league, it's, it's, it's probably not the last time. It's it's good basketball. I mean, you know, we're, we all watch all the games more than, you know, the casual fan, but it's really good basketball in this league. Oral Roberts is fourth, finished fourth, and that's not, that's not a stain on their resume. Right. I mean. SDSU, USD, NDSU, who finished above them, they all had really good seasons and all have really good players on their team. And I just hope this run by Oral Roberts, you know, shines some more light and attention. And as we always uh, complain about, hopefully ESPN, Midco, and the Summit League can figure out something where all the conference games can be televised and we don't have to worry about paywalls. Yeah, it's... this conference needs the exposure that it's now getting. 
They do. Uh, Ryan Powell from the Summit League did get back to me on that. And there are some tricky things with Denver being in Colorado. And I'm, I sincerely know that it's far more difficult than me tweeting it out. But, <laughs> man, if they, if, they can get, uh, if they could get more national exposure, boy, it, it, it can only help. And we got all sorts of fascinating things. Denver will have a new coach. We'll we'll see who's coming back, who, where, and when. But have they hired I'll, a coach yet? I haven't. No, really no, I haven't heard any. I've been doing. I'll search here and there, and I haven't seen anything yet. Um, uh, they may be waiting for somebody to be done in the yeah. tournament too. You never know. Um, I have a feeling uh, Saul Phillips is coming back to the league. <laughs> it's it certainly would not be surprising. Um, well, let's wrap up, and then we'll we'll send it off to the interviews. Um, Arkansas is next. I will, I will say I, I really did think they, they could beat Ohio state. I you know I uh, didn't, didn't necessarily predict it other than on some brackets and things like that, but I really felt like it could happen. Um, I wasn't as confident about Florida. I was worried about the, um, rebounding and that was an issue, but the steals and the, clutch shooting and things like that they got they found a way what do you think happens with arkansas yeah this is you know going to be a rematch from an earlier season uh game and it's probably going to look a little bit like the florida game they you know florida a big team pressured at times full court and then even in the half court they were you know extended you know at, at times oral roberts can go five deep from the perimeter and really stretch you out. And Florida was all up in their business. And, you know, it shows when they gave up two four-point plays. But, uh, you know, Arkansas is a better team. They're they're better defending, you know, full court, half court. Jalen Tate is a stud on the ball. when And he gave Max problems the last time and, you know, really got it out of his hands. And so th- I think that's going to be a – just because there is such a size, I think the size disparity over anything was really the big issue for Max. And, you know, Arkansas goes big across the board. So I think it's going to be a better version of Florida in terms of if anyone's watched these games but haven't seen Arkansas. But, you know, I, I like that they're getting this rematch because I have to imagine it keeps their focus tighter that hey we get another shot at these guys we we played with them you know the last time out had a big lead so we can beat these guys and versus some random team but it's it's going to take a heck of an effort they're going to have to turn over uh arkansas because i you know i hate to say it but uh arkansas is probably going to win the rebounding battle and you know uh, Oral Roberts, hopefully they shoot a little bit better than they did last time and last couple games. But, you know, there's just there's something special about this team. Their their focus, their, you know, togetherness. And I, it's only developing more and more confidence with them. And so I, I don't see them coming out afraid. They've they've played plenty of really good teams to where it's it's not something that scares them. So I think it should be a good game. It'll be fun to watch and hopefully Hopefully the ride continues. Yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of in the. Here's the thing. I won't say they're, they're. I won't predict a loss because there's something special with this team, and they absolutely played with Arkansas 
uh, or played were right with them the the last time they played. The tricky part is Jalen Tate, a transfer from Northern Kentucky, who spent a couple years in the Horizon League. He is such a legit defender, and that yeah. will be the tricky part with Max Asmus. The thing is, this version of Oral Roberts, we said it all year. If they consistently defend, that should be an Oral Roberts T-shirt because that's what we said all the time. Uh, Greg Steeman would say, I'm going to sound like a broken record. And then he would basically say, will they defend for 40 minutes? They've continually done that since the Summit League tournament, yeah. which makes them an incredibly dangerous team. They, they, There's no knock on them being fourth, but if they would have played that defense all season, they would have won the conference uh, regular season as well. There's little doubt in my mind. It was always, will they defend? And they are just defending on a level I didn't th- frankly didn't think they had in them um so I, it's a t- really tough matchup it's a team you know as you get farther into the tournament there's no more like not taking teams seriously um so it's going to get more and more challenging but there's no reason this team let me put it this way Florida Gulf Coast uh coach Andy Enfeld was hired at USC after those sweet 16 run with that team this team's better than that team and so if there's ever a 15 seed that could be the first time ever making the elite eight, it's this team. So right. we'll, we'll just have to see. Yeah. And, and we talked about it a bunch behind the scenes within our group chats, you know, Oral Roberts was, you know, on paper talent wise, they were the best, you know, they had the most talent in the league. It was just, could they really, you know, get to that level to show they're the most talented team in the summit league. And it's, it's, they're a lot different team than the, you know, the team that played Arkansas back in December and, and uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Well, with that, we'll go into the interviews and I want to just end with a personal note. And we got a chance to talk to Kevin O'Banner and this is a, a shout out to his, his parents and, and the people that, uh, Helped raise that young man, but if my kids at 2021 20, have that his perspective on life, I will have done my job effectively. So just, uh, I I always like pointing out those things. It was a, just a joy to talk to that young man. He's he's got a great perspective on life. But, yeah, uh, if you're a fan of him, you know, as the player, when you hear this interview, you're just going to be a fan of this kid in yeah. life. I mean, it's 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 so easy, you know, getting to talk to him now. Um, you always knew he had that maturity, but after we talked to him, you, there's just something really cool about this young man that makes you just want to see him do great things. He's he, just wise beyond his years. All right. Well, with that, we'll go to the interviews and, uh, we'll see everybody next time. All Thanks, right. Tim. Thanks, Todd. It was fun talking to you. All right. Well, everybody, we are. So happy to be joined by assistant coach with Oral Roberts University, Sam Patterson. Sam, welcome to the Reaching the Summit podcast. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So I'll start out, and then Tim and I will probably just take some turns asking questions because we both have tons of them. Uh, I'm going to start out with a simple one. What does it feel like to be in the Sweet 16 and knowing you're, what, four wins away from winning the whole thing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's really hard to put into words. Uh, this is, I've been blessed to be a part of really good teams and programs, and this is actually my fifth Sweet 16. 
going to four others with Baylor previously. But this is unlike any of those. I mean, it's apples and oranges, really, uh, from the aspect of, you know, you're you're basically favored as a high major Big 12 school in the first few rounds of uh, of the tournament. And then this year, obviously, being a 15 seed, uh, knocking off Ohio State and Florida, just having that Cinderella label kind of put on you. Uh, it's difficult to put into words. You don't want to look too far ahead into – you know, four games away, two games away from the final four, anything like that. It's Coach Mills has done a really good job of keeping the guys focused and trying to eliminate distractions. Uh, but yeah, it's it's amazing uh, the support from from everywhere. Obviously, social media uh, nowadays is you're hearing from you know sixth grade teachers that are following you on Facebook and and people back awesome. home who are calling and so it, it, it's a blast. But um, yeah, this this one is definitely uh, a little bit more special. Yeah, Sam, one, one of the things I wanted to ask you is uh, you're talking about Coach Mills really doing a good job of keeping everybody focused, you know. Um, a, are you guys still in the bubble or did you guys go back home? And, you know, what it, it you guys both games just seemed so composed against both Ohio State and Florida you know what? What have you guys done to realize? Hey, we're not just here to be a darling. We're we're here to make some noise. Yeah, so we're we're still in the bubble. Uh, they actually had I think two or three hotels for the first couple rounds with the team spread across. Uh, we were in the JW Marriott, uh, but so yesterday they combined all the teams who were remaining into one hotel. So we actually had to pack up and. Uh, we just came across the street to the Marriott, which is connected. Uh, so we technically never left the bubble, <laughs> but all the teams now are staying in one hotel, and I think they're opening up those other hotels now for public use. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of the second question, uh, Coach Mills' message kind of this whole this whole time is, is not to let uh, – don't let yourself be defined by a number – uh, and, and that number, whether it's the number of stars next to your name when you're recruited, you don't ever want to be uh, defined by that. But but in this regard, being a 15 seed, you know, don't let don't let yourself be defined by by being a 15 seed. And and when when the game is tipped, you know, this time of year, you can pretty much throw out the name of the jersey on the front of the jersey. I mean, doesn't matter the the athletic budget size that you have, the enrollment that you have, the seed that you are, uh, our guys, I think playing a number three non-conference strength of schedule has really prepared us well for this time of year. It prepared, prepared us well for conference for sure. Uh, but then this time of year, you know, we've faced really good high major teams. We hadn't knocked any off until Ohio state, but I think just, being able to understand, okay, this is uh, the same game of basketball uh, that it was in November, December, and it's just on a little bit higher, bigger stage now. But uh, that's the message Coach Mills has done a really good job of. It's just, you know, eliminate distractions, number one. And then number two, don't let, a, don't let yourself be defined by a number. Right. So, Coach, Coach you had mentioned uh, not being able before the tournament to knock off some really high quality, high major competition. 
And one of those games was uh, the game against your next opponent, which we actually delayed the taping of a podcast when you guys were on because we had to finish watching the end of that game. You guys led by 10 <laughs> at halftime, and, uh, and then Arkansas was able to come back and win. What do you guys do different this time um, so we have to delay a podcast again to wait for the end? <laughs> well, I think uh, it is unique to play a team a second time during the year and with that time being in in March Madness uh I think as, as you could tell from the tape you know rebounding is going to be uh a point of emphasis for us not that it was I mean every game for us especially against SEC Big Ten high major schools rebounding is going to be a concern going into the game and so we try to uh counterbalance that just based on you know the three-point shot and and not not giving the ball away. Turnovers, I think, is big. Arkansas does a great job of uh, kind of changing up defenses throughout the game, and, and they're going to try to get the ball out of Max's hands as best as they can. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to change out personnel on, on matchups and, and try not to let us be comfortable uh, offensively. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to be able to, Number one rebound, keep them off the offensive glass. I mean, it felt like the first five minutes of that game they had 30 points from second chance points. I mean, they were, they were, they came out really hitting the glass hard. So, if we can control the glass and and just just limit them in second chance opportunities, and then if we can handle pressure and and uh, just continue to not turn the ball over, which we're a top 15 team in the country in terms of not turning the ball over. So I think we've done a good job of, of taking care of the ball, but not giving them transition, I think is a third key to the game and not letting our mistakes or our long, long shots that turn into long rebounds, uh, turn into transition buckets for Arkansas. Yeah. And I was, I was going to point that out to you talking about the rebounds and the turnover battle is, um, a lot of times, you know, you guys have been out rebounded by teams by a decent margin, but you have really done a great job of counterbalancing that with turning your opponents over. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but both games, you won the turnover battle between Ohio State and Florida by a significant margin and just the three point shooting in general. Is that, you know, in the last few games really going back into Summit League slate and the end Summit League tournament? There's just there seemed to be a little different intensity on the defensive end in terms of you know really getting in your opponent's face and turning them over, knowing you know you're not as big as other teams, but there's other ways around that. Is that has that been something that's discussed, or is it just the players just know that they got to do that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's it's not something that we're like we're game planning. It's not like we're putting two on the ball, trying to get steals or trying to trap and and all this, but what we are doing, we're we're being just more aggressive on the ball. And I think that started in the summit league tournament. Uh, Mm -hmm. Carlos has been uh, rising to the challenge, doing a good job of uh, just, just pressuring the ball as best he can without uh, giving angles. And, you know, we're a team that tries to keep you on the side of the court, uh, defensively, uh, we're a no middle team, uh, but I think with with Carlos's addition to the starting lineup when RJ went out with an injury, 
you know, one adjustment we made in the at halftime of the Florida game is we were switching uh, dribble handoffs, and they and and we were going under, and they were uh, Trey Mann was killing us uh, at the top of the key. So so we decided, hey, let's just keep our guy, our players on their players. Don't switch. Let's just. I think we're more aggressive naturally when when our guys are just locked in on going over screens and going over handoffs and and being able to meet guys and and stick with them. So we do chart deflections during the game and that is a number that uh you know we're aware of during the game and post game but uh you know I, I think on the ball uh is important and and just being able to to get our high hands and, and just just the uh the things that you go over in August and September the dumb drills you do that are closeouts and and keep the ball in front of you keep it out of the middle cut it off when it goes baseline, crack down. It's just habits are instilled and it's this time of year where I think uh where I think that that the world can uh can can be able to see Carlos Jurgens is not just you know, he wasn't recruited just for his offense. It's taken a couple of years, but he's risen to the challenge and, and he's long at six foot five. Kareem Thompson is a bigger guard at six foot six and he can be a rebounding guard. Uh, at this level, and and I I think we have the ability to switch uh, one through four, uh, especially when when Francis is in there at the four, and and he's someone who's capable of guarding multiple positions, and so I think we are versatile defensively, uh, but I think we're at our best when we just say, hey, look, keep your matchups, let's keep our better players on their better players, and let's just be aggressive. So, Coach, we're we're almost out of time, but I, I have to ask one really hard-hitting question. Um, I turned on the USC-Kansas game last night, and on CBS, as they were going into the intro, I saw a certain person doing a piano man dance um, in the <laughs> CBS intro. Um, so <laughs> were you expecting that to take off the way it has? Okay, so I, I, got, a, I got some background on that because it, it has taken <laughs> off, and it, it's – it's rather embarrassing on my end, but I think the guys are loving it. Uh, so I've seen a video so from after, Baylor days, so it's been around for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's where it started. So my time at Baylor, uh, a friend of mine who was a manager there when I was on staff, uh, took this took this video of me pregame doing this uh, this funny dance with our strength coach there on the other side of the locker room pregame. And after we beat Ohio State, he tweeted it out and and said, you know, I've known Coach Pat a long time. He's always been a great air piano player. And so our guys got a hold of that video, and, and so I told him, hey, look, if we beat Florida and we put that same song on in the locker room, I'll run in there, and uh, and I'll bring it back. So uh, sure enough, when we won, I heard that, that song uh, going on in the locker room, and those guys were, were hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but now, you know, it's uh, – it's a corny little thing that has taken off and, and Hey, if it, if it helps our guys and if it brings our guys con- more connected and closer, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. That video was awesome of you guys in the lo- locker room. No, that, that was pretty cool to watch. <laughs> well, well, coach, I had to end with that story just because it's, it's too great not to end with, but we really appreciate you taking out the time and we hope to ride this ride with you guys a little bit longer. Well, I appreciate all you guys do. You've done a great job all year bringing uh, the spotlight to the Summit League. 
and we're happy to represent this conference in the tournament. Awesome. Take care, Coach. Yeah, best Thank luck. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hi, everyone. We have with us a special guest at the Reaching the Summit podcast. Kevin O'Banner, forward with Oral Roberts University, is joining us on the podcast. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Yes, of course. So, so I'm going to start with the, uh, just a general question. You, you were quoted saying that you guys are making history. What does it feel like to be making history? It's a, it's a blessing, of course, to be making history. You know, like I said, the last time that Oral Roberts went to the NCAA tournament and, and actually was winning games was 1974. So it's just truly a testimony from God. And just to have the opportunity just to glorify him at a higher pedestal, you know, it's just such an honor. And I'm just very grateful. Yeah, uh, Kevin, this is this is Tim Hill here. I also cover you guys with the podcast. Um, again, congrats and, you know, putting not only your school on the map, the Summit League, and now both you and Max are really getting the attention you deserve. Um, you know, I've, I've your work ethic and your leadership have been highly noted by some of the personnel on your team. You know, wh- where does that come from that really drives you to become the player you are today? Um, I feel like that even for me, I always had the intangibles is just with the higher stakes, you know, what's truly on the inside will come out. And I feel like, you know, that it came out, you know, through the hard times, through the, you know, the flows of the game and, you know, the fact that I was able to be a leader to others and, and my other teammates was being leaders to, you know, me, it's a true testimony, you know, the fact that, you know, we're still dancing is, you know, it's a blessing. So, Kevin, you've been pretty open about your faith and, and how important that is to you. Was that a big part in choosing Oral Roberts as a place to play basketball? Yeah, it was a big part. That was, It was for sure a big part. And it was also, you know, since I wasn't really getting a lot of exposure coming out of high school, you know, since I just started playing as a sophomore. And, you know, it it, it, it played a big factor, you know, of course, putting God first and just, also having to work with what I had and the coaching staff also believing in me and seeing the potential that I had, it was playing factors, but you know, of course my faith, you know, that, that played huge, you know, part. Nice. Uh, expanding a little bit more on uh, your work ethic, Kevin, coach Mills had said that he challenged you guys this off season to over a six week period to make 20,000 shots and you pulled it off in six days. That's, that's three hundred. That's three thousand three hundred thirty-four shots a day that you made. Um, I I don't even know if I could keep track of that number. You know how how did you go about doing that? I mean that's just incredible. I uh, appreciate. Um, I just always had that mindset when I was younger, just to work hard. You know, I I started playing basketball late, so I always knew that I had to try to catch up to all the other individuals and players that have been playing since when they were three, four years old. So. I just had to put that in my mind just to always work hard and just always be the best player that I could be day by day. And, you know, I'm just addicted to it. You know, I just love the game. I love getting better. Just as a man on the court and off the court. So just kept on playing a tribute to the success that I'm having at this current moment. So I wanted to talk a little bit about just your demeanor on the court and that, that especially in the Ohio State game, those big late free throws in the Florida game, big shots at the end. I, I – thought about it as I think I'm more nervous shooting free throws in my driveway 
than you were shooting them in the NCAA tournament. Is has your demeanor always been that way, or is that just something you work on, or is it just you know being through it that many times that it's you start to get relaxed? Um, it's more of a mindset. I just know that for me, it's not a lot of pressure. You know, towards the end of the game, just to make make those free throws. You know, because in in like real life, a lot of people are actually going through hard times and real pressure. You know, not having their parents or just going through situations with COVID. So I just know that that you know that the pressure is not really so crazy as people think it is. So I just look at it as a mind game, and I just you know just sit down and just make those free throws. What a good point. I mean, people are going through a lot of different things that don't aren't just making a free throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, just kind of furthermore on that, these last four games going back to the Summit League tournament, you know, you you tip in a buzzer beater against South Dakota State. You know, Francis comes up with a big block against Greasel in the title game, and then your clutch free throws against Ohio State, and just you guys grinding back in that Florida game. All four of those games, you guys, you know, you never seem to get rattled. You you kept that even mentality and um, talk about what it's like being a, a leader on the team. And, you know, when you guys have those group huddles, you know, during a stoppage of play, you know, what are you guys talking about to keep each other going and, and uh, you know, just knowing, hey, let's let's not let one big play define us. Let's keep going. Let's battle. Let's win this thing. Um, I just feel like it's the love that we have for each other. You know, if you really love somebody, you'll just show it by your action and not not by your words. And, you know, we just look at each other in the eyes and say, we got to do this. You know, this is bigger than us than just our own self-accolades. But we want to just make, you know, are you proud? You know, the stomach league proud. We want to just, you know, it's a bigger picture than just what is being represented at that current moment. So we just look at each other saying, we got to do this. We got to win for just the coaching staff, the fans, just the, the people that believe in us, even the people that don't believe in us. You know, we just want to make a lot of people proud and we're just grateful to be in this position. Well, and you talk about it being bigger than than just you guys. Did you see the videos of uh, the the students on campus at the Maybe Center uh, yeah, watching the game? Is yeah. isn't that something else to see? I mean, that you get to share this with all all, the, all of those people, and then think of even like the super fans, like World B, who isn't able, to, you know, maybe looking down from heaven to see it, but. People have been waiting, like you said, since 1974, which is so long ago that I didn't wasn't even alive yet. So it it just what a special time to be able to share with everybody. Sure. Well, I, I wanted to give you a chance to just um, mention some other teammates that maybe you and Max have gotten um, um, some accolades, but I think of uh, Deshang hitting that big three with two minutes left against Florida. Uh, Kareem with that seven point stretch. Carlos with his defense. Who are some other guys that you want to make sure are recognized from your team? Uh, to be honest, I feel like everybody deserves, you know, the recognition and, and the glory. You know, it's not just just the starters, you know, it's the people from the bench. You know, it's it's the people, you know, it's the coaching staff, it's the GAs, uh, you know, DJ, of course, you know, hitting a big three when we needed him. Francis doing the little things, lows up to, you know, uh, Justin up to uh, Nate, you know, of course, RJ getting hurt, but still showing his support. I feel like we all have a, a huge factor in, in the success of, of what we're receiving. And, you know, it's a, it's a tribute and it's an honor just to be a part of it. You know, it's just one big family. We're not just all looking for ourselves, you know, just 
uh, we're not envying each other's success. You know, we all want each other to succeed, no matter who scores the most or no matter, you know, who's having the hot hand. You know, we just all want one thing, and that's just to win, uh, you know, for the glory of God. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's what's so fun about watching you guys and been able to cover cover you guys this season is, you know, it, it's so clear that you guys are a tight-knit group. You play for each other, you play for your coaches and everybody that supports you. And it's, you know, obviously Cinderella is going to get a lot of attention and love from the casual fans. But for us guys that have been watching you all year, it's just, it's, it's really cool to see how you guys have gone about this. And, you know, it's, it's not about one player, it's about all of you. And, you know, that says a lot about all your guys' character to be so selfless in that manner. And, and I think that's really what's driven your success as a team and you know pretty cool to watch you guys do that yes sir i appreciate you yeah no problem so so kevin we'll wrap up i don't want to spend too much of your time and we appreciate you joining us arkansas again you guys held a 10 point lead at halftime max was in some foul trouble uh, they chipped away. I remember we were going to record the podcast and then said, well, we can't. Uh, Oral Roberts is in the middle of beating Arkansas, so we had to watch the end of the game. What do you guys need to do uh, different this time for a different result? We just got to come up with a, a stronger mindset. You know, like you said, at halftime, we were 10, so I feel like we kind of kept our foot off the gas. You know, we just have to have the same mindset. During half, that is 0-0, zero, zero, no matter if we're up, you know, on Saturday or if we're down. Um, we got to be more aggressive on the glass. You know, they out rebounded us, you know, tremendously. Uh, we just have to do the little things in order for us to win. You know, we need all our players, you know, even from the from the last four teams, or support with their defense, you know, because it's a team game. It's not just one or two individuals, and that could be, you know, the key to our success. Nice. And then and it, one last easy one from me. That's always kind of fun to get uh, – from a player's perspective, what's what's your pregame ritual, and then uh, what's playing on your Spotify before a game? Um, pregame ritual, of course. Uh, before the the buzzer goes off, I like to meditate. You know, do my breathing. You know, just to you know any vibes in my stomach or any you know anxious feelings, just to take it away. And then I do a quick prayer. And the music, um, I listen to gospel. I feel like it puts me in a better mood. And it may sound crazy, you know, but it also gets me kind of hyped at the same time, you know. Just like I said, it's bigger for me. It's bigger than just what's being presented. And, you know, I play for God at the end of the day, you know, not for people. You know, I want to glorify him. So that puts me in a, you know, in a really good mood. And, you know, everything else just plays off for itself. Awesome. Well, Kevin, again, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we're not quite Scott Van Pelt, so we appreciate you taking the time to uh, – to talk with us and uh, just best of luck. We are enjoying this ride and we hope to get to, to uh, live vicariously through you guys for a few more games. And I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right, take care, sir. Great job. Yeah. And uh, thanks for, yeah. Thanks for joining us. It's been a blast and, and uh, hopefully we can do this again. Of course. Our blessings. All right. Take care, sir. All right.